You're listening to MeSearch. I'm Crystal. And my name is Dustin. We're two friends taking space. And making space. For other Filipinos to share their stories and insights. Join us as we talk to folks in the community to discover how they became trailblazers, business leaders, and bosses. Hey, everybody. What's going on? How is your week going, Dustin? My week is going pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, I don't know where the time went. I feel like I don't know where the year went. <laughs> it's already the end of 2020, and I still feel like I'm in April. I feel you, man. It's uh, yeah. It's been quite the year. Yeah. <laughs> we just took a little vacay to kind of get away from quarantine feelings and work feelings. Mm. I just needed a moment to go to my well and uh, replenish. And uh, I don't know, it's been really leading my my week feeling re- replenished and and revitalized so i've been i've been having a pretty good week so far that's good yeah back to classes back to my students i did miss them oh my gosh you know i never thought i would be uh on vacation thinking about work and even though i was relaxing i i was thinking so much about my students and mm-hmm. hoping they were okay uh, <laughs> i mean and i'm sure they're fine but you know yeah I actually really missed uh, working with them and doing things, so. Yeah. And you're working from home too, right? I am working from home, yes. I think it's difficult for anybody working from home to figure out where to draw the line between, you know, work and life. Yeah. It's good that you took a vacation. I know you said that you were still thinking about your students, but I think it's important to, like, intentionally make the time to just focus on yourself and your your family. That's good. Yeah, it was it was a really nice time with Michael. We went up north for for a bit, and uh, it was a change of weather. It was cold. We had to like buy new clothes because it was so cold. We brought clothes that was for warmer weather, but not like we knew it was going to be colder, but we didn't know it was going to be that cold. So we had to go on a little wardrobe run for sweaters and pants. Where'd you go again? Oh, we went to Monterey and um, Big Sur, and I walked away with new joggers (laughs) and a sweater. (laughs) Cool stuff. Let's do this. Yeah. In this episode, we're talking with two cousins, Rose Boado and Jennifer Redondo Marquez. They are the authors of In Her Purpose, 40 Principles of Asian Women Redefining Success on Their Own Terms. So we found out these Philam women turned 40 interviews into a book and a business during the COVID pandemic. Like, wow. Wow. Um, Wow. And now they're offering career guidance and professional growth programs to help people reimagine how they look at their career, their business, and their life purpose. Very, very exciting. Welcome, Rose Boado and Jennifer Redondo Marquez. Thank you so much for joining us. Woo woo! Hi! Hey! (laughs) So happy to be here. Happy you both are here. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast. So let's get into it. What is in her purpose? Uh, So In Her Purpose was actually born out of the curiosity and yearning to find successful women, um, other Asian Americans who look like us. 
overall um, Asian American women um, being portrayed into this book that we actually uh, developed or that we actually have been working on for the past year and a half. So In Her Purpose started out just like that as a book to inspire others to live in their purpose. Um, but I believe it's become more than just that. It's our foundation, but we're actually lifting the content off of the pages for real life applications. It's ideal. It's not just an idea. Can you give us a little bit of an example of real world applications that you've been able to? Yeah. So there's, um, so a lot of the women that we work with um, who are actually uh part of our book, who are featured in our book, um, had to go through different challenges and different um, struggles and wins just to get to where they're at right now. Um, So a lot of them were, um, they either decided to go to school or they decided to um, follow what their parents wanted them to do, and then they became who they are now. So with that, um, the real life applications is learning what their experiences are and then being able to share it to other people so that they can either have those experiences and or make those experiences better for themselves. What's the story behind the creation of In Her Purpose? Jennifer, do you have uh, any interesting stories? Yeah, so In Her Purpose actually stemmed from my own need and search for a mentor. I have been in the corporate world for over 15 years now, and I spent over a decade of that in tech. And so oftentimes I found myself to be the only woman or often the only person of color in the room. And as I started to mature in my career and move up, I really was searching for someone that looked like me and someone that I could relate to. And I really had a hard time finding that. So at the time, I reached out to Rose, who happens to be my cousin. (laughs) And the reason I decided to reach out to her is because both her and I are one of the few in our family that are in corporate world. Most of our family pretty much lives in the medical and um, military fields. And so she's just somebody that I could relate to. We're close in age. And I felt that I could really relate to her, especially because at the time she was working as a vice president at an advertising agency. And so, you know, she was already like high up in the ranks. And aside from that, she was doing other things on top of that and being a mom. So she really was modeling uh, that you could be a successful business person, a mom, and still do other things outside of work. And she was managing the Philharmonic at the time. And they were starting to go on tour and she was getting exposed to a ton of, of women that happened to look like us and they were making like decisions and they're super boss ladies and she would tell me about them and I'll let her tell her side of the story but really she was able to put me in touch with Sheila Marcello who happens to be the founder and former CEO of care.com and she lives in Boston. And at the time, she, Rose sent an email to Sheila to introduce me. And she ended up 
responding and setting up time to meet me for coffee here in San Francisco. And we sat down and mapped out my goals and my skill set. And she just asked me, what do you want to do? What are you good at? And gave me a list of things to do and research that I need to to do and gave me a list of people to meet with. And I thought that was pretty amazing considering that we had never met before ever. <laughs> and, and, and she took time out of her really busy schedule to do that for me, just from Rose writing an email. So what a gift. That's how it started for me. I, I, needed, <laughs> I, I needed a mentor. <laughs> so with me, uh, it's a little different. Um, I started my first business at the age of 18 but I didn't know that I started my first business at 18. It was more like, okay, I'm just going to do this just so I could make money and, you know, do whatever I wanted with it without having to ask my parents for money. Um, because yeah, I just didn't want to do that. I wanted to spend money the way I wanted to spend money. So I, um, I started a business teaching dance from dance. It turned into, um, doing events and from events it, came, it turned out to doing concerts and then from concerts it ended up becoming like this huge um, um, thing with music so I was like okay um, I can do this but this is all during college okay so I'm still in college and I'm trying to mm -hmm. um, go into the corporate world because that's what you do you go to college you then get a job and you live off your 401k right you climb the ladders live off your 401k um, but Along the way, I ended up getting really stuck. I started being really bored. I started feeling so like unchallenged and there was like no purpose to whatever it is that I was doing. Um, I felt like there had to be more, um, more than just this. And what I found was that I actually love helping other people and um, I love helping them reach a certain goal that they need to, to you know, attain. Um, it started off with with my brother, actually, who's actually a musician. Um, his name is VJ, and um, he auditioned for The Voice a few times, and which is a show on NBC. Um, and he uh, wasn't able, like his talent got him to be able, or his talent got him to um, the interview stages where you're able to talk to the um, producers, and and then they decide to put you onto the show, right? But he wouldn't, be, he couldn't pass that. Um, because he didn't really have a story to tell. Um, so the, so the third time I was like, okay, so let's just do this. Let's, let's, you know, put interview questions together and let's just come up with something amazing or some type of story for you. And he was like, okay, so he was open to it and then he did it and then he was able to get on the voice. Um, and then from there, that was when I realized, like, hey, you know, this is what I want to do. I want to be able to help others get to where they want to be because it not only helped him, um, you know, reach his goal, it helped me feel better. I was, you know, I, I wasn't, um, I, I had some type of passion. There was purpose again in what I was doing. Um, so along the way, I started managing him and then his group, um, the Philharmonic, and we would travel everywhere. We would travel on um, everywhere in the United States, everywhere in Asia, and it was so much fun. But because I was doing that, I was meeting all of these great, inspiring, successful women that were not in traditional fields like medical fields or um, you know, engineering or, or accounting, um, which is all great, great, great fields to be in and beautiful fields to be in because mm -hmm. we need them. But there were... Um, but what I was taught was that you have to be able to do just those, one of those things, because that's stable and that's what, what gets you to where you want to be, right? Um, I didn't see that there was other things out there. I didn't see that you could be like a music director. You could be like a marketing person and like help Nike 
you know, become this big brand and stuff like that. I didn't know about that stuff. Um, but I started learning about these women and, um, and then that's what, what kind of lit the fire was like, was I wanted to know more about them. And then I could find nothing on them. There was nothing on them. I Googled them. I like, I checked on their websites. I checked on everything. The only place I could find them was either like on a LinkedIn or something for, for what they do with their job, right? Or as their role. So I was like, okay, there has to be a change. But then I went on Amazon. And at the time I was like reading lots of books. I love reading books. And I was like, there has to be a book on Asian American women or Asian successful women. And there wasn't. What I found was how to marry an Asian woman. Yeah. So yeah, so yes. I was like problematic. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, and that was a problem right there, right? And um, mm. to make you know that whole long story short, um, Jen was you know going through her um, looking for a mentor. I was connecting them, and then I was like, Jen, look at what I found. And then I showed her. I told her about it. And I told her, we need to write a book. And um, I was like, okay, but maybe like next year. We'll do it like next year and in a couple years because I have, you know, we have, both have a lot of things going on. And she's like, no, we have to do it now. So Jen was the one that was able to, um, you know, get the ball rolling. And then so she started contacting all these people. And then that's how this business was formed. And the book is now out. So I'm really excited about that. That's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Can I just say your family is doing it <laughs> like, <laughs> like, i don't know what's in the blood but y'all like, have talented and smart people who are like really making it oh yeah. no you know what is changing <laughs> the game you know what i really believe i i think it just because we're supporting each other we're supporting others we're helping others and i think that's that's like the key yeah oh, my heart is exploding <laughs> <laughs> crazy about all of this is we really just our our goal was to write a book but as we like started to go deep into this process we ended up having to start a company yeah the project was a book to start and then the book turned out to be a company because to write a book you have to publish it and we started our own publishing. At first it was like, okay, let's start our own publishing company. And then it turned out to be, you know what, let's just start a company. Whether if it's like we want to do media or um, coaching or consulting. So it, we ended up building a business and we've, we've been consulting and coaching other people to help and support them like, do what they want to do and become yeah. their best selves. So it's been crazy. Oh. During COVID. During COVID. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is really remarkable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to hear a little bit about what uh, In Her Purpose is. Can you talk to us about how being Filipino shaped your experience as authors and uh, business women? Yeah. So the title of our book is In Her Purpose, 40 Asian Women Redefining Success on Their Own Terms. And we purposely picked that as the title because we wanted to pick women who were succeeding in non-traditional roles and industries in our culture. So mm -hmm. a lot of times in the media, you know, even Joe Koi makes jokes about it that all Filipino women are nurses. And then you watch TV and you see Filipino women as the nurse actresses. And so 
we wanted to find women that were not in those fields, ranging from fashion, entertainment, um, tech, just non-traditional types of fields. And so, um, though we do have one nurse in the book, just not someone who's a traditional nurse. One of the um, ladies in the book, her name is Cece, She's a nurse, but she ended up opening her own med spa where they do facials and in injectables, Botox and that type of stuff. And th- they ended up doing really well and she sold her business and she's, so, so now she's an investor. And then from there, she's been able to venture out and do other entrepreneurial projects. So it's been pretty amazing to see her evolve and, and use her skills like from bedside and, and move into something totally different. So yeah, I would say, I mean, that, that's about how, how it shaped us to write the book, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to educate and inform others that you have options. Your options are not just going to be nursing, doctor, lawyer, accounting, mm-hmm. but there's so many fields and so many options that they don't know about we didn't know about and so for us for for us that that was really one of the things that we wanted to do is to educate and let people know that that you have options your parents will still love you no matter what you decide to do Hmm. i think that's a a legitimate fear that a lot of people have Mm -hmm. is that they'll go into another career and their parents will disown them yeah it's quite scary yeah. So it's good that you have that you're sharing all of these stories to demonstrate to the folks at home, hey, there's other ways to exist in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, growing up, my parents, they were very involved with me and my brothers. Um, they taught us uh, that Filipinos are hardworking, we're respectful, you know, to our elders, we're, um, we have, um, yeah, so we're, we're respectful, we're hospitable, we're very, um, you know, we're, we're very bond, you know, bonded as a family, right? Um, so they, they taught me that, and that is like characteristics of what a Filipino is, you know, um, we're able to serve others in a good way, you know, not, not in a, like, a, not in a, like a bad way or anything, but we're able to help others and serve others. And um, because of me being t- taught that as a young kid, I'm able to bring that experience and then put it to what I'm doing now with helping others and serving others with what my experiences are to be able to help them. Um, so I think Filipinos are hard workers, right? We're, we're very loyal. We're very um, compassionate. We're people that always want to give. And I think those things are what helped me, you know, build these uh these businesses that that we have and without those traits i don't think i would be successful or try and be become successful Hmm. yeah cool yeah we're gonna take a little break but sit tight we're gonna be back with jennifer and rose hey dustin hey crystal how are you doing i am doing fantastic and can you tell me why you're being why you're so fantastic right now? Well, it's because I've been listening to this really cool podcast. It's called Me Search. Uh, me Search? Mmm, tell me more. Um, you know, we've, well, <laughs> not, not much to tell you since you've been there, but. 
You're listening to MeSearch, a podcast featuring Philan Perspectives. Let us know what you think. Rate us and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Catch new episodes on the first and third Wednesday each month. <laughs> well, I'll have to catch it, meaning I'll listen to our own episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, folks, we're back. Woo-hoo. What are some some of the biggest challenges you faced in writing in our purpose? Maybe Rose and then Jennifer. Okay, um, I think one of the biggest challenges was timing. I thought it would only take three months to write the book. <laughs> um, I, you know, yeah, I was Jen was like, okay, how are we gonna do this? And she's so organized and so like well planned, right? Very detailed. And she's like, well, how long do you think we're gonna? Do? Oh, three months. We'll get this done in three months. You know, <laughs> we'll just make a couple calls and and you know ask a couple questions <laughs> and then we'll write it out. But it took us a good year and a half to get this done. And so I think that was one of the, the challenges. And I think in between all of that. It was also because I run a couple um, or three other businesses, and then I also am a mother of two. Um, so just trying to juggle all of that, and then have some that moment to sit down and actually like write, and then have that moment to like interview other these women, and even try to track them down. Um, it, it was that had to be the most challenging part, but it was only temporary, and we got through it. So I'm really excited. <laughs> I think you're totally downplaying this because, I mean, <laughs> mind you, we're on lockdown. Oh, <laughs> Rose runs a cafe, and so she was constantly, the rules kept changing. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. You're reminding wow. me about this. Oh, my gosh. So our cafe is, um, it's originally a come-in have some coffee, sit down, relax, do some homework, right? Um, so we did not have an online menu. We did not have any type of menu. It was just a menu on the wall. Um, so I had to actually learn how to build my own online website. At the same time, I had to be able to figure out how to do deliveries through Postmates and Uber Eats and all of that stuff. And then um, on top of that, I had to figure out how to get my kids through virtual school. <laughs> And yes, yeah. yes, get through them through virtual school. And then the band, the Phillies, they were out touring. So I had to bring them back home safely <laughs> in some, I don't know how we did it, but I was able to like get them back and cancel all of their, I think they had like 30 more shows to do. Mm-hmm. I had to do all of that. Oh so yes, that was a challenge. Thank you, Jen, for reminding me. <laughs> yes. Just blocked yeah, all of that. I was like totally close the books on that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we did all of that and, um, you know, sat down and put the book together. I even like went out to uh, up north to where Jen's at and we just like did like all nighters of just like putting this book together and like right before COVID, right before they shut everything down. Wow. Props to you. That's amazing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Thank you. I didn't think about that, but yeah, that was a lot. Yeah, (laughs) truly. Wow. And Jennifer, what about you? Any challenges that you personally experienced in writing the book? Yes. I mean, this crazy lady over there is like three months, right? Well, we have never written a book. (laughs) Would you know how long it takes? (laughs) It's like writing a term paper. We got this. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're like, I can write I can write 20 pages in a day. So. It's fine. <laughs> that was challenge number one because we've never done it. The second was our we had a goal and we thought, okay, let's let's try to get 20 Filipino women that are not in traditional roles. And then we weren't really confident that we could even find 20. So we we basically were like, well, let's just start expanding our research. And then we started to see that there were books on Japanese and Chinese women. Uh, and then we realized there's so many different types of Asians. So we wanted to include them, you know, Vietnamese and um, South East Asian Indian. Uh, what else do we have in there? Indonesian, right? So we wanted to Korean, right? And, and there, we couldn't find hardly anything. So we decided, okay, let's find 20 Asian women. And that was our goal. And once we started to tell people and put it out there, like, this is our project, people started introducing us to even more people. And mm. then the problem became, we have so many people, <laughs> right? Mm. We, we finally had to put a cap at 40, because the more women that we interviewed, uh, we would never launch the book, right? Mm -hmm. So that was like the second thing. And then the third was coordinating 38 other people's schedules. They're really busy people. And so we had to interview them and write and edit and go back and forth. I also had to work with artists, you know, all the drawings that you see in, in, in the book and on the cover. And so that was really time consuming. All the meanwhile, I was working a full-time corporate job so finding time like in, in between in the evenings on the weekends to do all this was was really challenging especially because I was at a play I was at a company for a really long time and these interviewing these women really messed me up <laughs> they encouraged me to step outside of my comfort zone and try something totally different and I decided I would go and interview for a really controversial startup. And I ended up going there just because I was always curious, what, what's it like mm. to be at a startup? And when I say that they really messed me up is because they gave me the confidence to just take that leap of faith out of my comfort zone. I mean, I was so comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I decided to just, you know, shift my life around and go to this new place and I quickly learned the grass is not greener on the other side like what did I what did I just do and uh, you know it was really challenging for me to get through um, I don't want to call it a mistake because obviously it was meant to go there for a reason you know so during the book I quit left my comfort zone went to a crazy startup and then and then I quit during the COVID pandemic and got another job. And then you started your own business. And still running our, our business and launching the book. So it's been pretty crazy, I would say. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So what are some of your proudest moments in the work you do within In Her Purpose? Um, so one of them is 
that we were able to get number one bestseller when we launched the book on July 19th. Wow. Yes. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah, we were so scared. <laughs> we did not know what was, what was going to happen. We're like, all right, we're just going to put this book out and see what happens. And we've never, like Jen said, we never did it before. But we put it out there and we ended up getting number one bestseller and number one best new release, or number one new release, um, which was amazing. And, you know, we're so grateful for that. Um, and, and that experience, so that was that's one of them. And then and then the other one is we're building a community of very very strong women, Filipino, Asian, all all women, um, and we're helping them towards you know finding their purpose, which we're we're very proud of, and I'm very happy and excited for. Congratulations Amazing. on all of that. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Wow. Gosh. Thank you so much. Yeah, number one. Number, number one. one. <laughs> how did that feel yeah. to you all? How, how does it feel being a number one seller, Jennifer? I mean, it was really shocking for us because we really just had a goal to put out a book. We had no idea that we would sell enough to be considered a number one bestseller and a number one in new release. And it, it, it stayed there for a while. And it really was amazing to just see all the love and support from the community and not just from Filipino, uh, Filipino folks, but I'm talking, you know, my coworkers and friends who are not Filipino, not Asian, you know, I had like my Latino folks, my Caucasian peeps, you know, just every color, male, female, buying the book. And mm-hmm. the greatest success, I would say, is the the light and the hope and, and the inspiration that we're able to bring to these people, whether it's Asian, not Asian, men, women, young, mm-hmm. old, um, and, and have them send these messages to us about how we've motivated them or encouraged them to try something that they've always wanted to do and mm-hmm. never really um, put action towards, you know, they're, they're basically walking the talk now and, and, and doing it. And that's just really amazing to see them do that just from reading these stories and and seeing other people before them do it. Wow. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. 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 Um, What, what opportunities have opened up because of your number one book? Oh my God. So much, you know, the Rose and I are cousins, like I told you, and I really felt that our family grew by 38 other people. And it's been super cool to just see them reach out to us about all kinds of projects, not just like them themselves, but like even their spouses, you know, their spouses would reach out to us. And um, Rose did not mention this, but Rose also um, coaches people how to sell stuff on Amazon. (laughs) Yes. She also runs like Amazon stuff, like Amazon stores. Wow. Some of their spouses had reached out to, to her about selling scrubs and antibacterial online. And um, we have another gal in the book that Rose has been helping out. Vina Lustado's chapter. She has a tiny community and 
well, she built a tiny home and she has this land in Yosemite where she wants to build a tiny community. And so she's reached out to Rose and I to help her like make this community like a real thing. It's pretty amazing. And also bringing in Raquel, who's in the book and she's a real estate expert. And so just to be able to use their fields of expertise plus Rose, um, with marketing. And for me, I'm just like very analytic and uh, operations and uh, I'm a program manager. So I'm very bossy <laughs> and trying to put things on schedule. Like these are the things we need to do to get stuff done. Um, I don't know what else, Sati Rose. Um, no, I think all of that. And then just, uh, just the, you know, people reaching out to us. And I feel like it's, um, before I, before we actually launched the book and started the book, I was already coaching different people on businesses, but I feel like it's opened up so much more, more clients wanting to come in and, and asking for help. Like, I don't know if, if the book like brings like credit to you or anything, but it has, it's like open, I guess maybe it's, it's given us the, um, it's given the the people out there that actually know that they have, that they need something or want something and they know where to go now because of, because of the book, like they, okay. Um, so, you know, these girls, they've, they've done it, they've done it. And now we can go reach out to them and we are very open. Um, like you just email us and we'll respond to everybody, even, you know, through social media and stuff, we'll respond to everybody. And I feel like now people are more open to coming out to, to tell us what's going on with them and because they know that we're going to be here to help them. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's so amazing to have such a valuable resource and two amazing strong women that we can call on to live in our purpose <laughs> and follow our dreams. Yes. Yes. Cause I, before this, I honestly, yeah, I can't think of anyone who we would, go to you know <laughs> so I I personally can't think of anyone so yay for yay for being in our community and helping lead the way how did it feel holding your book for the first time <gasps> yeah what a good question <laughs> um we opened our book together because um I don't know if you guys know but I'm here in LA and she's out in um up north and she came down so that we could do some uh work and long and behold our little package was here and um we opened it and we're like oh my gosh this is really happening <laughs> we're like you, like all of our blood and sweat is in here <laughs> yeah it was so amazing wow. yeah maybe one day we'll put the video out <laughs> our reaction <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture it. Yeah. It must have been such a good feeling. Yeah, it, it really was. And it, the coolest part for, for me is in, in the beginning of the book, there's a dedication. And Rose and I dedicated the book to our moms and she dedicated it to her daughter. And I was there at the house when Rose gave the book to Olivia and Olivia opened the book and she read it and she looked at her mom and she's like, oh my gosh, for me, me mom. And just to see like how excited she was to, to see like her name in there was pretty amazing. And um, to see her hold it and, and, and be proud of her mom and her auntie. 
has been has been pretty cool. And I also showed my mom, and she was really proud. I thought she was gonna, you know, say something like, "Oh my gosh, why are you telling stories about how I didn't support you and how I wanted to be a nurse like me?" She didn't. She didn't scold me about um, not supporting me in the beginning, but she was really proud. And, um, she even asked me, can you autograph my book? Oh my gosh. (laughs) And and I I thought that was funny because like, really mom, you're asking me to autograph (laughs) my book. She's like, yeah, yeah, it's been pretty cool. Oh, and then a funny story. So in the, in the, the picture uh, in front of the book is, is a woman, right? And we didn't have a name for her, but (laughs) throughout this whole COVID, we had a whole like live book launch party that we were going to have in LA back in May, right? We were so excited and we're going to go to different cities to have a tour. And well, that got shut down. And so we named the girl on the cover Rona. Perfect. Her name is Rona Flores because she looks like a Flores. <laughs> she, she has flowers around her. <laughs> Introducing Rona Flores, y'all. <laughs> Let's travel back in time um, to that moment that you all decided, hey, let's write this book in three months. <laughs> now, knowing all of what you know, what might you all say to your younger selves? Aside from, oh, this is going to be a year and a half. Maybe Rose and then Jennifer. I would probably say, um, Rose, that it's not going to take you three months to write a book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's be realistic here. (laughs) No, um, I, I probably would say not to worry. Don't stress out too much on it. Um, don't sweat the little things. Um, I would say be, I would say just be grateful that this, this is happening. Um, take the first steps in um, connecting with others. Don't worry so much on how much it's going to cost. Um, <laughs> so um, the project needs to get done. So just, um, just do it. Um, don't worry about the time. Don't worry about, um, about, you know, putting it all within a three months. Don't, don't trust yourself out on that. I would probably say that because, um, because we gave ourselves like specific timelines, which helped guide it, which helped guide us. Um, but if we didn't, um, meet it, you know, we would probably beat ourselves up for it. So I would say not to do that. Just be, just, you know, stay calm and just keep moving forward. So yeah, that's what I would tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Jennifer? So for me, keep it moving and don't stay in a place for a long time, whether that's a job or a relationship. If you're feeling stuck or if you're too comfortable, that's a really dangerous place to be because you're not really growing. And like I, I mentioned before, you know, like these, these, these women really like hyped me up to, <laughs> to do crazy things. I don't regret it at all because it really helped me to 
learn faster, you know, like learn from my mistakes and, and, and really taught me that regardless of like, whatever it is that you decide to do, you will one, learn something. And two, you won't know unless you actually go and try something. What I did learn most of all out of all of this is the importance of pursuing your passion and having purpose behind what you do. You know, I never really thought about that. I always was the type of person to think about like, how much money are you going to pay me? I'll go there. I'll do that. <laughs> you know? And I, I learned that I wasn't passionate and I didn't really find a purpose in what I was doing at that last place. And so that really taught me that it's okay to leave, even though you only stayed for a year and not to really think like I have to be at a place for 10 years or five years. Yeah. So keep it moving. Don't stay too long. Um, get out of your comfort zone. And if you fail, you fail. Just learn from it. Good advice. And some of it too, just to add to that, um, a lot of us are taught to chase the money, you know, just chase, chase the money, go where the money is at, go where you're going to become stable and you're going to make more of it so that you can live a lifestyle that you want to live. Um, I don't think it's that anymore. It's more about living in purpose and in passion and, and being able to get out and get up in the morning and not have to be like, Oh, it's Monday or, Oh, I can't wait for Friday. It's about, um, it's about doing what you are meant to do here on earth. Um, and once you do that, once you find that, then the money will follow. So don't chase the money, follow, Mm. you know, follow your heart, follow your passion, do what you're supposed to do. And then the money will come. There's someone out there that needed to hear that for sure. (laughs) I needed to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) So where can people buy your book? So we're available um, on, on Amazon, yeah. on Barnes and Nobles and other retailers. Um, you can also check out your local bookstores and we are available on inherpurpose.com. Where can people learn more about your work and how can people get involved with In Her Purpose? Yes. Yeah, so you can visit us at our website, inherpurpose.com, and you can follow us on all social media platforms at In Her Purpose on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, <laughs> TikTok, but we're not really active on TikTok. Everything in, at In Her Purpose. Cool. Awesome. Follow, follow the at, follow the at, folks. Yes. All right. So final question. Yes. What has put a smile on your face lately? For me, it's because I don't get to see people, you know, and everyone's wearing masks. So the best I can get is the pictures that people post and tag us and send to us with them holding the book or their kids or their nephews and nieces holding the book like that puts a smile to my face to just see like how proud people are and how happy Mm -hmm. they are. And that's just made me happy recently. So if you have the book, ebook or the regular book, tag us, share it with us, you know. They, that 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 has been putting a smile to my face lately. Yes, I love that. I love that. Every morning, I'll, I'll you know, as soon as I'm ready, I'll go onto social media and I'll see the people with a you know holding up the book, and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we did that. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's definitely that. And then also, the kids just started school, so um, virtual school, so we could hear them when they're they're talking to their teachers and. 
and you know when my daughter says my mom's an author that really that really like gets me so that really makes me smile Aww. too yeah that's so awesome yeah <laughs> all right well thank you both so much for joining us this has been an amazing conversation we're excited for all that is to come within her purpose so this was Rose Buado and Jennifer Redondo Marquez. Thank you. Thank you both so much for coming. That was oh, so inspiring. Okay, that was an awesome conversation. Oh God, wasn't it? I feel like I've been re-energized <laughs> having talked to Philam professionals who are also uplifting other people. And I am feeling super duper inspired. What what are your initial feelings and what are your biggest takeaways from, from that? Oh, man, where do I start? Um, well, first, I feel like I just want to start in general at something, at anything right now, because that episode makes me just want to go mm-hmm. and conquer life, let me tell you. I really loved how they talked about how You know, we don't normally see options for ourselves because we're taught to fit very specific molds um, or uh, walk the proven path. Um, Being in the medical field or engineering or uh, military, just to name a few, are. I just want us to maybe reflect on what those proven paths mean. It makes me think also about like the history of nurses from the Philippines Nurses are the largest export coming from from the Philippines, and I think we should reflect on that and talk about it and and kind of see how that affects our life choices. If you still feel, even after you've done, you know, this research as to why there are so many nurses in the Philippines and whatnot, and you still feel like your gift is to serve within the medical field, by all means, please do. Um, but if you feel like your gift is somewhere else, if it's in art, if it's in in cooking, if it's in, um, you know, starting your own business, whatever, please lean into that because that is your gift to the world. Very, very well said. Thanks. Very well said. Thanks. I like it. I like it. What are your takeaways, Boo? So for me, the story that Jennifer shared about her switching jobs And like seeking mentorship was really um, memorable for me in particular. Mm -hmm. I think my takeaway from from her experience is that it's okay to take a risk. (laughs) Yeah. Especially if you have a great support system and a mentor um, and family who love you, things will be okay. Yeah. (laughs) If you decide to pursue something else, it's totally fine. And I felt like after our conversation that... I was motivated to take a little bit more risk to kind of explore other aspects of my my creative mind and also think more critically about how I'm spending my time and my career because life is short mm-hmm. and we want to be doing things that bring us joy in life. Yeah. This podcast brings me joy, by the way. This podcast brings me joy too. Oh. <laughs> and what else? I feel like... If you've reached a certain point and you're able to give back, it's important to give back. And that's an example that Rose and Jennifer are both setting for the community. 
even in our post conversations, post interview, uh, they have made an effort to reach out to both Crystal and I to, you know, check in, see how things are going and making sure that we are on a path that is successful based on our own measures um, and not necessarily based on what other people think we need to be doing in life. So I, I really appreciate that. And that's a huge lesson that I'll take away from this interview and uh, moving forward as I help other people who are maybe in my field who are a little bit newer. Mm-hmm. So mentorship. Mentorship is so important, especially in the spaces where we don't have as much support. Yeah. I love how you also mentioned uh, taking risks and, you know, sometimes it'll set you back uh, time-wise or it may feel that way, but I feel like every moment that you have here, every detour or whatever is meant for you. It's not a straight path ever, is it? Mm. So take the risk. Why not? Do it. If it's in you, it's in you. Make sure to subscribe to Me Search wherever you listen to podcasts. Find new episodes on the first and third Wednesday of every month. Check us out at mesearchpodcast.com. And find us on social media at Mesearch Podcast. Mesearch is produced and hosted by Dustin Domingo and Crystal Dugatti. Editing by Dustin Domingo. Special thanks to our guests, Rose Boado and Jennifer Redondo Marquez. Their website is inherpurpose.com. Alrighty, folks. We'll catch you all at the next episode. We're going to get to the bottom of things. This is Mesearch, folks. Yeah.